Hey, you're back. Well, then I welcome you to the Dipped in Butter program with Pat and Wes. Get your dumb ass on this fucking horse so we can take this picture. And the best lines are right here with a podcast release each and every Tuesday. up several times in our existence here we go at the woman welcome to the dipped in butter program good i swear it seems like i'm doing this on purpose to sound like flies but i literally be talking to the dipped in butter program good morning good evening happy tuesday happy thursday happy pod day whatever that looks like in your life i'm sorry if i sound like i'm being redundant or exhaust exhaustive about this uh intro but I am legitimately trying to talk to my friend, but we got a show to do. This show that we have to do is a Dipped in Butter program. It is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet. This is the number one place where you go to listen to your favorite lies. We are your favorite friends. My favorite friend the podcast with is across from me. That's my guy. That's your guy. His name is Wes. There's no T on that. That's the motherfucking goddamn glue around here. Forever Young 89 on the socials. We call him our guy. Downstairs, they call him New Daddy. But most importantly, around here, he's our producer, editor extraordinaire, and keeper of the files. <laughs> the gatekeeper. He's got janitor keys, but you know we're not going to talk about his janitor keys or his slacks. But most importantly, that's our guy, man. What's going on, my guy? That's crazy. I mean, it's only right to get called a janitor from a former janitor. You know what I'm saying? My man really dubbed. I was knighted just now. That's how I'm going to look at it. Like, Let I'm me write this down. Yeah. Not forget, Jaden <laughs> is a janitor oh, now. Oh, my fucking God. Um, See? I don't Right, make sure you write all your points down because whatever you were about to get into before you had to start the show, because I feel like you didn't want to, but you had to. So make sure you remember mm-hmm. that point as well. Um, and then you know you wrote you wrote down your second point there. So I'm um that that's all good. Um but I'm I'm okay, man. Um, you know, for for the most part, you know what I'm saying? I I don't know if I felt the greatest the past couple of days, but I think I'm okay. Um okay. you know right. what I'm saying? It's it's the usual pod day curse where like not until you text me, am I like, oh shit, like I gotta go pod, like I gotta go, go do figure this, this thing out. Let's, let's be a real human. And um I'm hype seventy percent sure I might have broken one of my toes yesterday. Maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> Maybe we won't. Um, but not to digress too far into that with my nigga across from me with the hottest takes in the United States. That is Cat K with two T's on the end of that thing. Uh you can catch my man over at youtube.com slash dipped and butter program or uh most and more importantly, right here um each and every Tuesday, whichever day is pod day in your life on the Dipped and Butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where this one goes. Big money out in Chicago. Slim Jim right here on the podcast. Uh, I, you might just want to call him killing me softly right now, because I might have I ruined Cat for the next 90 minutes, certainly. Um, but my nigga and yours, what's popping? Fuck what I was about to talk about, bro. How did you almost certainly break your toe? I mean, what happened to you? I mean, let me take, I'm going to take a live look at my toe to see what it looks okay, like. Okay, while you do that and while you try to figure out what you're going to tell me about your feet, let me just tell you, because I don't even think this is something that you fully realize. Time escapes us so quickly, right? Especially in these years of our lives. Like, do you realize how long of a stretch me and you have known each other at this point? Like, yeah, I know when we yeah, do the yeah. pod, these years have flown. <laughs> but like, 9, 10, 11 was a long time ago. Yeah, that's a long time like, ago, fam. Yeah, we had, the we ELC had, we had is a long answer. time ago when you really like look at it on paper. Me mm-hmm. and you have known each other for a significant yeah. amount of time. And a lot of times I forget because when I met you, you was like, 
I don't want to call you young because you've never been young at the mine, but you were young in your years when I met sure. you. But a lot of times I forget that you're getting up there, bro. It's like when you tell me shit like I might have broke some of my toes and it's just something that you just say in passing, it thoroughly <laughs> lets me know that you're old, bro. Not you're old because you can break your toes, but you're old because you can break your toes and it's just kind of a, eh, you got other shit to worry about. You can't really worry about your body. Yeah, not not for real. Like, and this was, you know, this was ultimately a, a story of protecting my wife, so I don't feel terrible terrible about it in totality. But there's I really some, hope you tell some, me this. There's story. some details in the story to be ashamed of a little bit, so I'll share it with you. Why not? This is a please, because I would love we, to hear how your toes. This, this is what we do this for. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, me and my wife out there in the smoke lounge doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? We sitting mm-hmm. around, whoopie whoop, whatever the case may be. And first of all, I'm going to preface this by: Have you ever seen the video? Um, of the white couple, they was leaving for work that morning. Fucking Bobcat comes out of nowhere. The dude has to yes. the Bobcat. It's a fucking Bobcat. You know what I'm saying? I love the way the Bobcat gets thrown by its neck shoulders it region. Loved yeah, loved it. So this is a this is a similar story. Like kind of you know same same severity. So um, sitting in a garage and sitting in the garage, you know, we smoking, we talk whatever case may be, and like not strange at all you hear like footsteps or what sound like footsteps like pitter patter outside of the garage but like there's rocks out there there's like you know what i'm saying like weeds and shit dead weeds and like flowers and roads so like somebody walking over like on the side of the house particularly the neighbor be outside all the time doing shit in the car and like so to hear footsteps is just not alarming you know what i'm saying right, so, like, right, right. we both heard it we kind of looked over and was like man nothing to be too alarmed about um crunch you know crunch saying? crunch kinda, no big deal yeah, it kind of went on about our business um but probably 20 short seconds later um my lovely wife goes uh-uh what is that <laughs> Right. So at the very same time, I'm seeing what she's seeing. And it's and it's a thing. It's scurrying across the floor, dog. It is it is scurrying across the floor. Uh-uh. It is pandemonium, dog. Like when I tell you there's pure chaos going on in this garage. My wife is screaming. All she's saying is, ah, ah, ah. Like she's not really saying nothing, but like. Those are the protect me screams, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like you like, need to, like, these are the alarming sounds of, I need you to intervene. I yeah, need you yeah, to earn yeah. your keep. This, These so, are the moments that you rest for. So this thing, you know what I'm saying, scur- scurries in, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to say it kind of took an aggressive stance at any, any point, but like, at this point, I'm standing up and it's kind of like in front of me, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, hold <laughs> the fuck up. So It's trying you. It was standing in front of my little leaf blower I got in the garage, right? So, real nigga, I kicked the leaf blower trying to get to, you know what I'm saying, to the jammy. Bang! I kicked the leaf blower. Leaf blower misses the joint. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, God damn. So, now it's scurrying around. So, wait, you garage. tried to use the leaf blower as a projectile yes, to defend bro. your castle. <laughs> okay. Yes, I tried to. Bang. Understandable. Didn't work, right? So, now so now this thing is scurrying off to the side. And now, I've, we've both gotten a good enough look that you can see that this thing is like not doing well health-wise. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this thing is not doing well health-wise. This thing has really come to find refuge because maybe it was already getting fucked up outside or maybe it was just coming to find a quiet place to die. But it didn't this, know that it ran into the wrong garage. Wait, real quick, this might be a deep cut. This might be way too obscure of a reference. But for those of you that know, you might know. This is like when I play Red Dead Redemption 2. And like when you shoot the enemies in Red Dead 2... <laughs> If you kill them, it'll give you a red X. But every now and then, it'll give you a dark brown X where it's like you killed them, 
but they can still get to their gun and do damage to you back. And I think wow. that's what you did to this thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 it's it's terminally injured, but it could still ruin your day. Like, it still has enough energy bar to really fuck your shit. Certainly. So after after I after I kick the leaf blower and that doesn't work, I'm like, all right, we got to figure out. But before shit gets out of hand and I'm not able to get to it, you know what I'm saying? So like. Now I take the step in the house and I grab the broom. All right, we're going to use the broom. Bro, don't like, grab the broom like a stereotypical house husband. Bro, everybody grabs the broom. Don't bro, grab the I ain't gonna broom. Lie to you. It was either grab the broom or grab the gun. And the gun was going to be grabbed extreme. You should have grabbed the gun. Nah, the well, gun like, if you shoot the gun. Here's the thing. I'm telling you to grab the gun, but I like you You shoot the gun, then it ricochets off the like your concrete garage ground, mm-hmm. and then it hits your tire. Now you got to get your truck tire replaced. Like, I understand. Like, yeah, a lot of... The right thing is to grab the broom, but I just really hate a broom grab. Like, like every Tom and Jerry cartoon I've ever seen tells me grabbing the broom is a mistake. Again, had I not kicked the leaf blower in a moment of like quick thinking, I probably just would have plugged it up and tried to, you know what I'm saying? And blew it out of your garage. Yeah, you get the fuck up out of here. You know what I'm saying? So anywho, I, I get the broom and I got to like poke and prod and sweep and shit. In the midst of all of that, I'm pretty sure I fucked it up even more. Um, and it, and it ended up, you know what I'm saying? I, I got it out of the garage, um, and, and all's well, it ends well. And, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, come, come to find out, you know, once I finally get a good look, um, at his face to figure out what it is. Um, it was, it was just a baby bird. Um, it was just, bro, I was fully prepared for it to be an iguana. <laughs> like every, even though if it was an iguana, it still would have been like you overreacting, like you still would have overreacted if it was an iguana. But I, I wanted it to be but, an iguana. I did miss a detail. So, 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 so you know, exhibit A was me kicking the leaf blower, which could uh-huh. have fucked up my toe, right? Of course. But I don't think that's what it was. So, in the midst of doing, you don't. no, in the midst of trying to, you know, get the get the broom game right, going. You've seen my garage, you know what I'm saying? You There's stubbed shit. it, there, bro, on the fucking row machine, dog. Stub the fuck out of my toe, fam. So like to the point where like, of course, again, in the moment, adrenaline rushing, you don't know what the fuck. Like I, re- I remembered it like 20, 30 minutes later after I like walked back through the garage. I was like, oh shit, I did run into it. That's why my toe hurts. But it wasn't until 10 or 15 minutes after the whole shit that like I realized my toe hurt it. Like, and then I still had to go bowling. Well, after the altercation, your brain wanted to tell yourself that the bird must have got a good chunk out of you. Like, it must have bit your leg, and now the poison, now the baby bird's known poison is starting to work its way to your lower extremities is what your brain wanted to say. But then he was like, oh, shit, no, that's right. I stuffed it on the way in the house and grabbed the broom. It's just crazy. It's just crazy how that shit works. Like you say, when the adrenaline be rushing, you might not remember a guy. But like once it come back down, like I did, I remembered that. And again, I still had to go bowling. So my toe hurt when I went bowling, but my whole foot hurt when I came back. Um, when I came back and took the sock off, there's definitely some uh, discoloration and bruising. Some swelling going, for sure. Yeah, going, going in that toe. I wasn't, I could bend it yesterday, but it wasn't the greatest of feeling um, bending it. And I can bend it more today. So I don't really think it's broke, but like for an old nigga, it's broke. It's not broke enough. That's for sure. It's, it's not, not broke enough to, to go to the hospital. hospital. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> I know I know how broke it ain't. It ain't hospital broke. Ain't hospital <laughs> we definitely broke. Yeah. I can see you right now in your kitchen breaking popsicle sticks, trying to like hey. figure out a way to stint your big I toe. Mean, and I ain't even gonna cap. Like I'm gonna watch my toe over the next couple of days. Like if it don't like look, you know, semi normal within the next week, like I'm I might have to go holler at somebody about it, but I ain't in like no rush. 
You ain't gonna run to go see nobody. Yeah, I ain't gonna run to go get it. Like I, I need to run and go do some other shit, but like run to go do that ain't gonna be the. So move. we we see how quickly like things can turn into an emergency. Like all it takes is one. Uh uh-uh, uh, what is Man, that I, for? Yeah, like it to be up, nigga. I'm telling you, I, w- I wish we could have my I, my loving wife. She's she's so beautiful and she's so ghetto all at the same time. So just just how it. I said it is just how it happened. Oh, I heard it when you said it. I was like, I heard her. I heard her say it. I know exactly that's how it went down. That That is fucking great. Like, now I don't feel so bad about the way that I completely panicked when we had two lizards in the house in a span of 10 days. And spam, like, I, it was one of those where, like, I almost hit you and told you about it. I was like, nah, I guess I got to lock this away. Like, so you, you had a baby when you, bird, yeah, when you dog. Go, when you go through the, the whole, like, spiel of, it could have just been a boring story, but, like, the possible broken toe is what makes it podcast worthy. Does does it keep you up at night that a baby bird made that much noise before it revealed itself in your garage? Like you said you heard the 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 yeah. rummaging from the baby yeah. bird before it even like showed itself. Why the fuck could a baby bird make all that goddamn noise? I mean, I don't know, but again, like again, once I was able to evaluate, it looked like, you know what I'm saying, either somebody had already gotten to it or, you know what I'm saying, mom had kicked it out the nest cuz it wasn't doing what it needed to be doing. So it was again. It, it literally looked like it was trying to find a place to go and die to. And like, I'm glad we just happened to be out there at the moment that that happened because you know how pissed I would be if a bird came and like found a crevice to die in my garage, and now it it dies in my garage, and it takes me two or three days to find dead bird in my garage. Like, nigga, of you it take me that long, but. Bro, you've been to my house in Columbus on Denmark mm-hmm. more than enough times. Mm-hmm. You know the way my house was laid out. I had like, you know, the living room and then the upstairs and then the downstairs where I had like the entertainment room and everything like that, right? Like you remember like the bricks and shit that my entertainment center mm-hmm. used to sit on? Mm-hmm. Well, behind the TV and entertainment system was a legit actual like what do you, fireplace with a mm-hmm. chimney. Mm-hmm. A working chimney with an exposed yeah. chimney and everything. Mm-hmm. And birds would get trapped in my chimney all the fucking time. I feel like I told you this before. Like, I think I heard the squirrel story. I don't know if I've ever heard the birds. Well, we used to get, we had squirrels in our attic and we had, we would get trapped birds in our chimney all the fucking time. Like mm-hmm. every now and then you go downstairs early, early in the morning and you would hear, and it's like a bird would get trapped in the chimney and the chimney is so narrow, there's not enough flight path for a bird right. to take off properly. So once it's down in there, it's literally just going to like stay in there until it starves and dies. Mm-hmm. We probably had a good 12 to 16 dead birds in our chimney just in a couple of years we was there. Who got a, who got them out? I know it wasn't you. Somebody got them out? You telling me somebody got them out of there? Because when we moved out, they were still just in there. How the fuck are we supposed to get them out, Wes? This is my question to you. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like reach one of those fucking dinosaur claws from Chuck E. Cheese up in there and pull the bird out the bottom? You got to call somebody. I didn't even know how to get the squirrels out the attic. How the fuck I'm going to get a bird out of fireplace? I don't know. You got to call somebody to come get that stuff, man. I'm sure somebody no, I never. Right now. I, I'm the worst homeowner, bro. Like I was never really taught anything. So I, we never even cleaned our gutters, bro. Like when I went to clean the gutters one time, we had... Whole trees growing in our gutters at one point. Like, nigga, I, I don't know what I'm doing with home ownership. Bro, that's why so I'm you, scared. That's why you just gotta, you gotta get to the point of, I've, and I've, and I've discovered this about myself too. Like, particularly, you know what I'm saying? Doing a little bit There's better. So much shit I don't know. I'll pay for it, bro. If I don't know it, I'll pay for it. Or if I don't want to do it, I'll pay for it. Like, I'm, I'm that guy. Like, I'm definitely. See, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't mind paying for a service, but here's the also problem about when we owned a home. 
I didn't know what I was doing, and I was too broke to hire somebody. Like barbering, I mean, don't let niggas see. tell you barbering gets you rich because it. Does. I, yeah, but see, that's where you know what I'm saying, and you know whatever. Um, but like that's where you don't you got to pick one at that time. If you broke, then you gotta you gotta enroll in YouTube University, and you gotta figure out how to how to get up there and get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, not not for nothing. Like I say, te- te- kind of terrible reference, but not really. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I talked about how I had to get the window replaced on on the truck not too long ago. Like sure. I I definitely attempted to take the door apart first though and do it myself before I. You'll see how far you could get in your own mind. Like oh, okay, I can handle all of this. If I could have fixed it myself, I would have did it and saved myself two hundred eighty dollars certainly. So like you ain't I, wrong about that. I told you about Donovan yeah. fixing our fucking uh, furnace back when mm-hmm. we had a house instead of having to call somebody out to do some job that fucking big but yeah I, I don't know how you're supposed to get dead baby baby birds out of a fireplace I mean, you know who else is just waiting sweep. to die i'm sure a chimney sweep has all the proper tools but who's waiting i'm to sure die? ice cube is waiting to die bro i went to the concert last week i want oh, you to know. shit come on with it that I'm already happened that happened not. see come you fr- i got something it. for you too surprise <laughs> i got something today so, is a good day that I'm sorry. <laughs> bro i was unable to weasel my way out of this concert. And by weasel my way out of it, I will say, I got to give props to the homie because they did, like, bro offered to, like, hey, we can all just ride down together. I'll drive if you want to meet me at my crib when you get off on Thursday. We can just all ride together. I'm like, that's a bet because then I don't got to worry about driving to and from an hour and a half and staying out there, old man bobbing to today was a good day and then, (laughs) you know, watching the clock and trying to make up an excuse to get out of there. It was cool, so we rode with him and First of all, that was a good decision. I'm glad that worked out that way because okay. it allowed me to be able to enjoy the concert to the best of my ability without having to like sweat and worry about, like, oh, God, I got to drive home this. Like, how am I going to get out of here after blowing? A 90-minute drive was killing my nigga's thoughts. It was really like fucking my psyche up, bro. But I'll tell you. So, <clears throat> first of all, let me tell you about this lineup, right? It was the 420 West Fest. The headliner was Ice Cube. The co-headliner was Bone Thugs and Harmony, right? And also on this bill, you had DJ Quick, Dog Pound, Warren G. Uh, who else was on this shit? The Loonies was on here. Fucking a group called Second to None, which I only ever heard one song by these niggas on the Above the Rim soundtrack. And it was funny because it's like, oh, I heard of them niggas. They got a song on Above the Rim soundtrack. They opened up the whole entire show. Like they, the whole venue was like 20% capacity when I went out there to perform. Mm-hmm. They did like a 15-minute set, and they didn't even do the one song I knew them from. I'm like, well, when is they going to do the Above the Rim song? They never did it. It got my mind to think, like, you niggas is known for one song, and you didn't do it. And I'm like, how is this possible? Then I started to think, like, well, Above the Rim was like a death row production. Mm-hmm. They probably don't even own any rights to that Man, song. They probably like, don't should right probably own that song. That's crazy. And you know how my mind works. Like, it took me a good little while to, like, get from being hung up. And I thought, like, damn, like, that must be some weird shit to be in, like, a group that never really, quote, unquote, made it. Like, they they doing better than me, obviously, when it comes mm-hmm. to rapping. But you made, like, one song that motherfuckers might maybe know you from, and you can't even perform that shit. That has that's to like, suck, bro. That's like Crime Mob not being able to do Nuck If You Buck. Sir. Yeah, like, we don't own Nuck If You Buck, bro, but we Are can y'all. do something else. So, or they give you a jazz rendition of Nuck If You Buck, you would be mad as hell. Bro, that's like fucking, uh, what's the, the one niggas uh, that, and they can't do Rebirth or Slick. Like, you, how the fuck are you going to be a one hit wonder and can't do your fucking one hit, bro? Like, Mark Morrison can't do Return of the Back. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, there's no point. Yeah, in, uh, like, you might as well just go ahead and duck off. 
But it was a very interesting night, pony. What the fuck is he here for? What, why is he here, bro? And it, you know another why is he here? So another thing, like, they had the Loonies come out. Now, we know the Loonies from I Got Five on it. And if you're a Loonies fan, you know a couple of their other songs. But, like, when the Loonies came out, right, they came straight out to doing, like, Why You Want a Player Hate on Me, which is, like, kind of a deep cut. But if you're a Loonies fan, you know that one. Play a hate on me. Like, they came straight and got to it. And at first, I was hyped like everybody else. Like, oh, the Loonies. They even had, like, the condom mascot was on stage with them. I'm like, oh, wow. it's a whole Loonies vibe. This was in 1994. I say it's the whole 90s up in here. It's the whole 90s. I got really excited. And if you know the Loonies, like, I know the Loonies. Like, we've seen Yuck Mouth a bunch. But I was super excited. Like, man, we get to see the Loonies. Yuck Mouth and Numbskull is here. And they started doing the songs. And then I started squinting. I started squinting real hard. And then I was like, nigga, that ain't even Numbskull out there. It was Yuck Mouth and just some other random ass nigga doing all Numbskull's parts. And then that got me to thinking like, well, hold on. Y'all are performing under the moniker The Loonies. And this is just, just Yuck Mouth out here. How does this kind of shit happen? Like, I mean, if I'm Numbskull, like, okay, if me and you blow up on, under Dipped in Butter, right? Like, would you let me go out on the road and perform under Dipped in Butter if you ain't there? Would you care about that? We said we said I had this talk already. Almost, I feel like we of, have. But this this goes back to the whole uh, my mind's playing tricks on me, Ghetto Boys, Grammy performance, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, this might, this might show some type of, and again, I don't remember what the details was from that, but, like, that might uh, indicate some type of ownership. Because that's like when, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like when Raphael Sadiq take Tony, Tony, Tone out, that's the real Tony, Tony, Tone. He don't got to have no tones yeah. with him. Like no, Raphael, can, no, he don't got to have a single when, Tony. Yeah, when, when the homies and them go out, like they be like, nah, we the real Tony, Tony, Tone. But that's because, you know, they know this nigga might step out and do it one day or like all the different renditions of fucking, um, who, uh, God, why, do I, why do I always blank on these niggas' names? And they all still dance around on stage. Bobby Brown and them. New, new edition. edition and you know what I'm saying? It's like the, the different versions of new edition we might get on the stage. Like, ah, Bobby didn't make this one. Ah, Johnny didn't make and, this one. And Bobby. what's the percentage of new edition do you have to have before you can say it's a new edition show? Because we know you can perform under new edition if Bobby ain't there. We know you can perform under new edition if Johnny Gill ain't there. But can you do it if Ralph ain't there? That's or can you do it if like, Ralph and Bobby ain't there? Like, or is it like, just BBD and Johnny Gill? Yeah, or do you niggas just got to be like, exactly, Johnny Gill and fucking uh, Bobby and Mike? Like, that's all yeah. we here tonight. Like, we, ain't, we can't be no parts of the group. Yeah, like, that got me to wondering that shit. And, like, and I think you hit a spot on because that's what I kind of, like, mm-hmm. rested in my mind under. Like, okay, Numbskull ain't here, but... I would be willing to bet Numbskull probably just sold his stake to Yuck Mouth and the Loonies and said, dog, I don't want to perform no more. Give me like thirty thousand, and you can have rights to all of this shit. Like, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Like I said, I guess even as a podcast entity, like you say, if there's fifty fifty ownership and somebody wants to do something under the name, like both people still got to sign off because right, somebody like got to sign. Something. Well, I'm just, you know, kind of, you know, deeper, but like in the like in the articles of business, nigga, like that's how we have to go. Like, okay, who the fuck does it say has to sign here? Like, all right, right. these people got to sign or else it ain't no good. Or, you know what I'm saying? The, the articles of how, how the business is set up got to say either one of these niggas can sign on their own, but you know what I'm saying? If it's a manager, like some goofy shit, like I'm, I'm sure the paperwork gets that deep if necessary. That's why you got to call lawyers. Cause niggas trying to do dumb shit, but like, yeah, you, know, you never have know to niggas be like legit. That. I'm sure. And I'm like, you said, I'm sure you can't go out there perform under the moniker of the loonies and the loonies ain't out there and you still getting paid dog. Like I wouldn't pay mm-hmm. your ass if I'm the promoter, or if I'm the nigga who's supposed to cut the check, 
That's bro, not a dumb skull, nigga. Like, I'm let's a real believe fan. when I looked Man, up at the marquee and saw it said the loonies, I got far more excited than I would have got if it said Yuck Mouth. And don't get me wrong, I fuck mm-hmm. with Yuck Mouth. Right. But the name Yuck Mouth on the marquee don't do the same thing that the loonies on the marquee right. does. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the niggas only did two loony songs. The rest of that shit was a bunch of bullshit nobody knew. They was just jo- hopping around the stage doing their new shit until it was time to do I Got Five on it. This sounds so I was like, just like, yeah, this is a jig, bro. This I know a like jig a two, two and a half hour concert from some old niggas. Oh, they ready to get it was long. It was long. Especially a 40-year-old me, this concert. There was a point when I was standing there during the concert, enjoying myself, mind you. Like I was having a good time. And I like remember thinking to myself, like, I don't ever got to go to a concert again. Like, this is the last concert I'm probably going to ever be. It would have to be a big name to get me out of here again, bro. Bro, I'm half I'm half scared of having that feeling, right? Did we talk about this already? So, I already told you we was going to see Usher, right? Are y'all? I was going to talk about Usher because I've been seeing a lot of footage of this Usher residency, and it's got me intrigued. Like, damn, this looks like a really good time. I, so we, I can save that if necessary. But yes, we're going my birthday weekend. We in Vegas, certainly. But before oh, we got to talk then, about this. Um, or maybe we save it till you actually go and we do I the mean, stories. Man, I'm I mean, super you know, excited can, to hear I mean, about this. Whatever you're saying, we can have that conversation. I'm fine. But prior to that, the week before, um, we actually going to see Erica Badu in Most Deaf. Um, uh-huh. and I'm scared. Okay. And I'm scared that that's how I'm gonna feel. I, I, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get to the concert and I'm gonna be like, damn, this gonna be a good time. I'm gonna be like. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when you get a certain kind of old, you be in the middle of the concert, really like, if somebody could wave a magic wand over me and put me in my bed, I would take like, the rope on this. That's what I'm saying. Like, luckily, me and my wife is just being lit this year. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all this shit is, like, legit events. So, like, this shit is on fucking... It's actually on her birthday or the day before her birthday, I think. I think it's on the 13th. It's on a Tuesday, though. Like... So like we and it's in Glendale, so like we gotta go stay out in Glendale. Like this is not a, a go weeknight turn up. It's hard to do, nigga. Like oh, I gotta take the next day off. We've already established that. I'm not going to work the mm-hmm. next day. Mm-hmm. That is tough, bro. Like not do it. I swear to God, like I, I must have been in there looking like a hostage at some point. It's like my eyes was all big. I was looking sleepy, nigga. My feet was hurting. I was starting to sit down during the most popular songs. But I'll tell you, like, we got through Warren G and all kind of shit. Dog Pound did a fantastic job. They was up there. Like, everybody did great. Mm -hmm. But I'll spare y'all, like, all the the minor details of this show just to get to what I think is important. Let me tell you, and maybe you can stop me if this is just Columbus nigga fanfare or not or whatever, but all five members of Bone are fucking superstars, bro. Like, I know we came here and talked about them when they did the verses. Like, Bone versus 3-6 Mafia was, like, a pivotal event in the hip-hop, like, community last year. But, man, Bone, all five members of Bone are fucking superstars. And I'm here to tell you, the nigga that you podcast with, I be right a lot of times. Okay. But about Bone Thugs and Harmony, I got to see in real time how right I am, bro. Remember I came on here after the versus matchup of Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3-6 Mafia, and I made a declarative statement on this podcast and said, I don't got no facts to back this on, but just me and my psychology and the way I watch niggas move and the way I observe shit, I'm here to say, crazy, do not fuck with Busy Bone. Remember I came on here and said that? I do. I saw that shit live on stage this past (laughs) week. Swear to God, bro, Bone Thugs and Harmony did an amazing, like, 35, 40 minutes set. They killed everything. They did Notorious Thugs. They did fucking For the Love of Money. They did everything you can think of that's a bop, nigga. They did all that shit. And 
Here's the thing that I noticed, right? Every act that came on before Bone, which was everybody except Ice Cube, Bone was second to last. Mm -hmm. Every act that came on before Bone, in the middle of their set, made some sort of declarative statement about like, hey, y'all, y'all niggas ready to see Bone? Like, you got Warren G. This nigga made regulators, bro. He is a legend in his own right. (laughs) He was stopping his own set to go, hey, y'all niggas ain't making enough noise. Is y'all ready to see Bone motherfucking thugs in harmony? The whole crowd. And then the nigga would stop in the middle of the holler. Like, I don't think y'all motherfuckers understand what I'm saying. We got all five members of Bone Thugs and Harmony here tonight. The crowd would get even louder. Oh my God, we gonna see them all. They gonna all be here. It's just like Power Rangers, nigga. Like, niggas was going crazy, bro. Here's why I think crazy don't fuck with Busy. They got out there and they're performing. They're killing it, right? They come straight out and get to thuggish, ruggish off the... No, they started with East 1999, nigga. I'm talking about they went... Bro, the set list was crazy. (laughs) They tore it the fuck down. Every time Busy was on one side of the stage or the front... If Busy was in the front of the stage doing his verse, Crazy was all the way in the back of the stage, like literally in the shadows. If Busy (laughs) was on the right side of the stage, Crazy was on the far left side of the stage. There was a point in their set where they literally stopped everything was like, let Busy do his thing, y'all. Let Busy do his thing. And they let Busy do This Is For The Wee Heads by himself. Mm, yeah, he's the... Now, he's mind Beyonce. you, it was 420. He's beyond But that. they let Busy do This Is For The Wee Heads by himself. You know what song didn't get performed? I Don't Give A Fuck By Lil John And The East Side Boys When Crazy Bone Kills oh. His Works At The End. Well, because he... Beyonce and Michelle. Like... Uh huh. The best way that we could now, put it, like crazy, crazy got some fire verses. Like he, he crazy got a lot of fire. He could have did riding dirty. He didn't do his verse of riding dirty, but he, but he shouldn't. You don't think he should? Crazy's a big name. Crazy Bone is fucking huge. I get. I mean, again, probably in, in the contract, he might not want to fight with that nigga no more, man. He like. I, I think that's what it is. is. He he. I swear to God, I think you net on the head because that's what I get from it when I watch them on stage. He looks exhausted dealing with busy, right? Because yeah. they're. There was even a moment, right, when they when they closed the set, they closed the set with, of course, Crossroads, right? Like, it's the perfect song to close the mm-hmm. set with. Now, we all know Lazy is the motherfucking goddamn glue of Bone Thugs and Harmony, right? Mm-hmm. There was a point when Crazy and Busy was almost close enough together to have, like, a moment on stage. Crazy grabs, or Lazy Bone grabs Crazy by his hip and starts pulling him towards Busy to try to, like, get them to, like, kind of go arm in arm and shit for the last moment of the show. This nigga Crazy Bone did like an NBA spin move away from this nigga Busy and went to the other end of the stage (laughs) and chilled in the back for the rest of the set, bro. I I was like, dog, he hates this nigga, bro. I don't fuck with homie, bro, and I'm not showing it nowhere. Like, nowhere. And not for nothing. Busy Bone is a maniac. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Like, he's a he's a superstar. Like, when you get to find... Like, this was my first time ever seeing Bone on stage, which is wild to say. Like, I grew up with these niggas. and mm-hmm. Not, like, physically. You had grew to see up, him like, grew up on these niggas. Yeah, like, I was there from the beginning of Bone. Like, I'm a big Bone fan. It just hit me. Like, damn, I've never seen these niggas in concert before. But, like, he is a lot. Like, even when Busy's on stage, he does this weird thing where he, like... You ever seen a motherfucker catch the Holy Ghost in church when they like wave their hands and then they like grab at air like they're touching something mm-hmm. physical? Mm-hmm. He does that on stage during rap song. Yeah, like he like catches him. the Holy Ghost during For the Love of Money. It's wild, bro. Like watching Busy in real time, <laughs> it almost feels 
it feels like you're watching some sort of like hologram. Like this isn't really happening. Yeah, is he's it? a psycho. This nigga's crazy. What are you? He seeing? is a psychopath, bro. What are you seeing? But I think crazy? that's. But like, although Busy's a psychopath, and I can totally understand how, like, if you're crazy or wishbone, how like being around this nigga can be exhausting. But if we're being honest, Busy Bone's insanity is what takes them up from being a good rap group to a legendary rap group. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the difference between them being do or die and being a super smash mega success, right? I can get behind that. If you don't got a Bobby Brown in your group, you're basically Jagged Edge. Basically. I can agree with these assessments. (laughs) Like, it's some weird shit. But I didn't think I would ever, like, see that in person and have so much confirmation in my own, like, theories. I'm watching these niggas on stage and I'm like, wow, I'm really like, I'm really right about this. I'm really really like that. Like, I'm really right when I say stuff sometimes. Like, yeah, like I was blown away by how right I be. I mean, it it was insane. Again, we saw, we, I mean, we seen that whole shit go down on the verses, bro. So again, like, Mm -hmm. that ain't no one off shit. Like, again, that nigga's fucking crazy. Like, crazy is probably tighter dealing with that shit, bro. So, like, as long as I catch my bag from standing up here and doing my couple verses through the set, like, I, I did what I needed to do. Give me my check and give me yeah, a body. Cut here. my check. I did buy some Bone Thugs and Harmony merchandise. Is that corny? Nah, you had to. I had to. I had to do it for the for the city, right? Yeah, you had to. Real quick question before we get off of this fucking concert shit. You think Busy Bone killed Gangster Boo? No. Should we just leave that out? Should we edit that out? Was that too Maybe. far? Maybe. <laughs> he's, he's got some weird shit going on, bro. I wouldn't put like at least a little curse. Or a little like chicken bones thrown on the chalkboard or some shit. We're not. We don't have to talk about that. You call them superstars in 2023. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> they're super. They're mega stars, bro. In 2023. <laughs> this is how you know I'm old. I call yeah, bones bro, you are, you, bro, you are Like that's something I would listen back to tomorrow and be like, this nigga's fucking crazy. I'm <laughs> this nigga really stood. Oh, <laughs> this nigga stood out there on the limb and called bone thugs and superstars. <laughs> These niggas are superstars. That's how you know I'm old. I I was ready to go home. I was clearly ready to go home. Bro, so you know, like, I got to, like, watch my calorie intake and shit when I'm going to the gym every day and all of that. Like, I'm scared to wake up and be 360 pounds again. So, like, I be having to, like, keep an eye on how many cookies I eat and shit. Like, it really kind of fucks with me. So I I do this thing where, like, on the weekends, I allow myself to eat all the things I like to eat so that way I can just get back on track Monday through Friday. I think that's a fair enough balance to, be able to live a normal life and not, like, deprive yourself of the things you like to have. But the problem with this that I'm starting to have is, like, when the weekend does get here, I'm like, okay, I did a good job throughout the week. I can have things that I like. I think I like OD on the weekends. So, like, last week... I convinced myself, like, you know what I'm going to get? We got to go to Albuquerque because Donovan had, like, a a fundraiser or some sorority community service thing she Mm -hmm. had to do. I'm like, while I'm at Albuquerque, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Krispy Kreme Donuts. I fucking, I've told you on here before, I love a good donut. I'm going to Krispy Kreme. You're already shaking your head. Is Krispy Kreme Donuts just a place that you should already know is trouble before you get there? Or is it a bad donut? Like, what's, what's, what have I done wrong already? It's all right, bro. We're going to get you some donuts, man. I love donuts. Wes, you, I love donuts. We're going to get you some donuts, man. We're going to get you the donuts you love. So are you saying that I should have just waited and got some bolsa and not even spent my money on Krispy Kreme? <laughs> like Is that Krispy what you're Kreme. saying? You, watch you don't that. like Krispy Kreme? You're not a Krispy fan? I, bro, I, I, my, my taste buds and things have changed. Like my sweet tooth Look at you, you too mature. 
I'm a little too mature for Krispy Kreme at this point. Like, and and again, like kind of to the same thing that you was talking about. Like, it is Krispy Kreme, and I can't even. I was about to frown. I was about to say, is it the best donut you ever had? But that motherfucker is top tier. I ain't going. It's top three. (laughs) That motherfucker top tier. I I love you coming clean, miss. (laughs) Bro, hold on, wait a minute. I think I can give you my top three hierarchy right now. Just shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip. Are you ready? Okay. Top three donut spots that I've experienced. I might be going Bosa number one, bro. I think Bosa, Bosa might win. Bosa might got me. I'm, I'm going I'm, Bosa, then Reese's, then Krispy Kreme. See, bro. I got to go hometown hero first. I got to go. I got to go Reese's still? I got to go Reese's at the top. Bosa's, Bosa's good second. Um, Krispy Kreme is a good third. Krispy Kreme um, third. On, honorable mention on the Tim Bits to Tim Hortons. The bits though, but not Tim the bits. full size donuts are okay. Never had them. Never had them. Tim bits though. <laughs> Tim Hortons. You uh, never even had an OG donut. <laughs> never had it. I like never eating Tim Tim Hortons donuts, but give me a fifty pack of Tim bits. Tim bits, bro. Chocolate, please run them up. But, but bro, I had worked myself up to one donut so bad. Like, okay, I had made up in my mind that I was going to get two dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. Right. Mm-hmm. I had made up in my mind. We finally get there. I hadn't ate nothing all day. I'm really excited about these donuts, but I'm like, I'm not going to eat the donuts right away. I still need to eat like actual real people food, but I'm going to get these donuts and throw them in the trunk. So when I get home, I can enjoy these donuts and watch some TV. I was fully prepared to buy two dozen donuts, right? Mm-hmm. I get there. I'm standing there. I got camera holding my hand. Donovan's off at the store doing what she do. So we can really like take our time and shop these donuts and ask them what flavors they got and do the whole nine, right? As I'm standing there waiting to get service, waiting on the, the the young teen kids to say, hey, bro, you next. Another teen kid comes walking around the front side of the counter. Teen young lady walks around the front side of the counter and tapes a piece of paper to the den- to the, the, the donut window. And immediately, I want to know what the paper says. Is it going to say some bullshit like we out of glaze? Like, you know, when a motherfucker like in a restaurant comes and tapes some shit to the window, you immediately like it grabs your full attention. This might concern me. This is going to be some bullshit. Whatever they tape to the window can't be good. I need to know what it's going to say. Uh, You know, sorry, we're canceling the specialty donut due to salmonella. It's going to say something I need to know. When she walks away from the thing where I can finally read the paper, the paper says, today's special Buy one dozen glaze, get a dozen glaze free. Sold. Sold, right? Like <laughs> easy you, money. You found a nigga. Girl, you know I waited to come here and then you're going to put that oh, up. As in. You what, put what that are, up in front of the wrong nigga, right? How do I ignore a sign from God? Like if you've never seen a sign from God, what do you, what, do you, what are you supposed to do right there? I, bro, I'm, I'm so you. glad I do a podcast with you because I didn't think anybody else would understand. Like, I, like my blood pressure started rising. I'm like, oh shit. It's on me. Like, I started feeling like Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter. Like, it's on me, dog. Like, I got to take us home now. Like, I got to dunk this. You can get a fucking free dozen donuts. So I was like, okay. I'm already thinking like, shit. So I came in to get two dozen. I can get four dozen for the oh price of two God. dozen. You know how many dozen that is? That's like 16 dozen. Like, I'm doing quick math in my head. And I'm getting it wrong. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm panicking. Like, this is dozen. such a good deal. You're an idiot. And you're making my stomach hurt talking about this many donuts. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I started doing donut math in my mind. Like my mind immediately, when I see the words BOGO or buy one, get one, I start putting myself in like back in the days, brainiology of when I used to work for Foot Locker and Foot Action and shit, when they used to have buy one, get one, have deals and shit. The way it used to work is like they charge you full price for the highest dollar amount item. And then the lower dollar amount item, you get half off. Mm -hmm. And I'm framing this to donut thought. And I'm like, okay. So I came in here to get a bunch of specialty donuts. If I get some specialty donuts, 
the dozen regular glaze I was going to get anyway is going to be free. So I can get two boxes of specialty donuts and get a dozen glaze or two dozen glaze free. But I don't want two dozen glaze. I just want one glaze. So I'll get three boxes of specialty donuts and one box of original glaze. One of them specialty boxes they got to give me for free because I'm paying for the highest amount of donuts. All this makes sense in my head. Does this make sense to anybody else? It sounds like you were standing right in front of the counter doing air bath. It sounds like you were drawing Bro, shit I'm, right in the air. I'm dead ass looking like the meme of Zach Galifianakis. I got donut math going all across my forehead. <laughs> now, mind you, all this is happening in a matter of seconds. And then now it's my turn, right? So the dude's like, what you want? So I start rifling shit off. Give me 12 of those, six of these, eight of them, four of those. Like, I'm ordering everything. <laughs> By the way, go ahead and box me up a dozen glaze because that's going to be one of my free ones. Boom, boom, bam. So I end up with four boxes of donuts, three assorted mixed high-class donuts, and then one box of glazed donuts, right? Okay, okay. He takes my four boxes, walks to the register. Oh, shit. He hits the register. Ching. Swear to God, a nigga said $66.37. I pause for a second while I'm pulling out my Tommy Hilfiger wallet. Swear to God. Wait, 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 wait. How much is the dozen? Bro, so I know you've (laughs) done this before where you try to do like quick math in your head. So 18 and 9, that's 27. So I'm standing there trying trying not to be a nuisance to this teen kid that's just trying to work to get his weekend money to buy his panda dunks, right? Like, I'm not trying to be that, that parent that is driving this nigga crazy, like, Dog, just pay for your donuts and get the fuck out of here. It's Saturday. Right. Like, I want to go home, right? right? I'm looking like, damn. I, and I did tell the dude, like, hey, um, 66.37, I said, did you get, did you give me the free glazed donuts? He was like, yeah, you, you get the free, free glazed donuts. That's mm-hmm. what he said. You get the free glazed donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing another quick math in my head. I'm like, a, do- a dozen is like $15. If this bro, came up to 66. Something is not free All here. bro had to do was tell you 42.33, and you would have gave that nigga $45 and been out the store. And I would not have thought twice. 63, Dog, 66, I, that's too much. I asked him again. I said, but that's $66. I said, so I'm, I'm getting a free, like, I'm getting free donuts? And he was like, yeah, 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 you get free donuts. So I at this point, I'm starting to get a line that form, that's forming behind me. I'm starting to panic. So I just go ahead and put my card in the card reader, and I'll pay the $66. And now I'm telling myself, when he hands me the receipt, I'm going to look at the donut receipt. Because I normally don't even ask for a receipt for donuts. Right. I normally right. like, bro, just give me the donuts. I don't need no receipt. Bro, the first thing. I was thing- like... The first thing after you said, like, I'm, I'm getting free donuts, right? After he'd have been like, yeah, I'd have been like, show me. <laughs> which show box? me where I'm which getting box? free. Which box in there? How much is these motherfuckers? Point at the free ones here? for me. Like- <laughs> no, part of me wanted to say that, but like, I didn't want to be an asshole. I had people behind me. I already Ooh. got four boxes of donuts. I, have you ever walked in a donut shop and had the person right in front of you ordering like eight dozen and you like, dog, are you going to save... Any donuts for the rest of us, nigga. So I didn't want to be that guy either. So I'm fucking standing there. I had him print out my receipt. I stand to the side. I got four boxes in my hand. Nobody to help me hold these but Cameron. So now, like, I'm juggling donuts. I'm juggling the donuts like the pizza man, trying to look at my Walmart length receipt. Like this, this is like a fucking Walgreens length receipt. And I'm looking, and he charged me for every fucking dozen of donuts. So now I'm thinking to myself. Do I actually go over there and ask for a refund or try to like make a big funk about these donuts? And then I realized the sign says buy a dozen, 
Glazed Original. Get a dozen Glazed Original for free. Mm-hmm. Got to read all. It don't of say it. nothing about specialty donuts. <laughs> you it's Glazed ham. Original. I went <laughs> ham on specialties and got one dozen. Bro. I was supposed to get at least one more dozen of original for free, mm-hmm. and I never even asked for them. You're crazy as shit, bro. See, nah, <laughs> you got to grow up. You got to grow up, fam. Like. For out of debt, like that would that would have had to have been the solution. Like, hey, I see what went wrong. Hey, throw me another box, dog. Yeah, yeah, I see what went wrong. I'm cool with the sixty six dollars, but but you do owe this, me one more box. Of you do owe me another box, though. So I'll let me tell you how sick box. I am because you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. Let me tell you how sick I am. By this time, I'm so annoyed, frustrated, and upset. I just stormed out the donut place. I'm, I just I mean, stormed I'm, out and started walking to the car. Yeah, yeah I, because because at this point in your life where you are Slim Jim, you've devoted your life to being healthy. Now you're fucking up just not reading the sign properly at fucking Krispy Kreme. Because I'm going into a sugar <laughs> panic. Like all week I'm not eating sugar. So by the time I eat sugar, I'm like a dope fiend at the crack house. Like I got $9. I'm trying to get a dime, a, a dime bag and I'm freaking out trying to like convince the dope man to give me one I'm more 12 pack of donut. This is not enough dope. He said something's not right here. <laughs> I, I need more. Need Bro, more and mind you, mind you, my wife parked the car Three parking lots away from the car. (laughs) So now I'm walking. Now, mind you, I'm walking three blocks away back to the car, holding four dozen donuts. My pants are falling because my parents are too big for me now. I'm trying to hold my daughter's hand from walking into the mean Albuquerque streets with four expensive boxes of donuts that I paid full price for. And I'm sweating and mad. Should be five. I left a whole box. Left the whole box to the streets. And you got to get in the car, regardless of how frustrated, you got to try and keep it cool because you can't tell your wife that story too close to the donut shop because then your wife's going back in. Your wife's going back in to get that box. God damn. Well, the cat, that's dumb. That You know know when your wife tell you that that's dumb, that you, like, you're right. You know everything. You know how you know everything? Because I got in the car and not even seven minutes later, my wife was like, what's wrong? You seem off. And you could have told her that in the parking lot because she would just because then like it's it's one of she those, stopped the car. It's one of those air that I got to fight to prove my love type of situations. Uh-huh. Like, no, nah, you're not gonna frustrate the fuck out of my husband, and he not gonna get his extra box. Yeah, she would have went back in the donut she shop and she would at least came room. out with the donuts. And you wanna know what she would have been? She'd have been like, uh-uh, what is this? <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it'd have been lit. <laughs> I was so mad about it. And mind you, I hadn't eaten anything all day. So we hadn't even had like any proper food. I got donuts in the trunk of the car that I paid full price for and didn't get the amount I was supposed to get. And like, all I could tell myself was, this is exactly why you don't need these sweets. This is exactly why you don't need them. It's like drugs. Got you ruining your life out here. Got you in a bad mood and you ain't even had none yet. (sighs) I can't I can't believe that that like happened to me and like my my life is that far in shambles to where I can't even handle a simple trip to to Krispy Kreme donuts. It's absurd. It's absurd actually. I mean, know yourself, you know what I'm saying? Now don't don't be uh binded by the the depths of Krispy Kreme the next time. <laughs> did did you see um on your social medias or anything did you see any of the uh promotion or trailers for this George Foreman movie coming out? Like, you know, George like Foreman got a movie coming out. I feel like maybe I've seen something surrounding this. I, bro, I saw something on the social media of them, like, trying to, I guess they was trying to promote the movie or something. They had, like, the actual George Foreman. I thought he was dead, but apparently he's alive and still punching a bag. I hope he doesn't oh, die before we release this episode, though. I did, right. Would that be terrible? I did see the, the video of him uh, hitting the heavy bag, and I, and I will say, at 70 or however old that nigga is, you still don't want to stand in front of those. 
That's exactly the video I came on here to talk to you about. <laughs> Swear to God, that's all I want to talk to you about. I don't want to talk about the movie. I want to talk about the social media video that he posted of him hitting the heavy bag where he obviously did put a body double in there and that was not him hitting the bag. That is not his old ass hitting that bag was. You didn't Why notice did that the camera cut away and another much younger man started hitting the bag bro, with his face fully covered? I'm not fucking with you, bro. I'm not, that's not, not him. You out here flexing on George Foreman, the grill maker? Yeah, I swear to you, that's not him, bro. Damn. George Foreman looks he into the camera. For those of y'all that don't know what we're talking about, there's Girl. a skit featuring George Foreman and one of the Georges, one of his sons. I don't know if it's the <laughs> fifth or sixth. One of them George-ass niggas. He's recording his dad. George Foreman Sr. turns to the camera and goes, power doesn't age. And then he turns, puts a hoodie over his head. The camera pans away from him, and then it pans back. And then he's completely just, like, pummeling this heavy bag. But it's very obviously a whole nother nigga hitting his back. <laughs> They got yeah. you. Maybe I didn't see the whole video, but I'm, 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 I'm looking at it I'm now. watching this right now. I swear to God. Yeah, goddamn, this a whole other look at his legs, bro. Them is young ass legs. <laughs> <laughs> got you, bro. But that ain't even what I came here to talk about, bro. What I came. Look, you are you are flabbergasted at that switching <laughs> <laughs> You can't believe you were so easily fooled. <laughs> I hate the internet, bro. No. Bro. This nigga got mad arm. He got his muscles as big as hell. <laughs> but them niggas they didn't even try to get somebody that looked kind of like George Foreman no to do the body. Bro. Bro. This can't be real. Bro, but what tickled me was that like they got one of the George sons to do this skit with George Foreman. And to me, as soon as I saw it, it just wrung me as corny as hell that like. George Foreman would have one of his kids do this weird ass promo on Instagram bro, to try to promote his movie. Sweat on him before they took the camera off. <laughs> At That's all, bro. Crazy. Such a bad dude. But what's crazy? To, what I took away from all of this, though, is like I used to watch boxing in the early '90s when Mike Tyson was that nigga and Buster Douglas was out here and Holyfield and you know to a lesser extent the George Foremans and stuff like that. I don't watch boxing anymore. I didn't even catch this past fight that came on last weekend that apparently was really good. But like, yeah. I've always thought George Foreman to be a really lame dude. Like, am I wrong for that? Like, I, George Foreman has always come off really lame to me. I was, like lame as a boxer or just lame as a person? Lame as a person. Like okay. Carl Malone lame. Like Carl Malone lame. Now, he gives that, me Carl Malone vibe. He is definitely on the same level as Carl Malone. Okay. Whatever okay. else comes along with that level of celebrity. Absolutely. But what I, what I find interesting is like, okay, George Former is, is, I think he's a lame, but he obviously makes far more money than I'll ever see in my life. So like, who am I to say that about him? It's just my opinion. I think he's lame. But what I find far more fascinating is the, the confirmation that there's such thing as a lame gene that can be passed down through generations. Like, I don't think any of George Foreman's kids all named George, even the women named George, like all eight of them Georges that George Foreman has given birth to. None of them niggas can ever be cool, right? Like, because George Foreman is your dad, like, y'all all have the lame gene that George Foreman has, right? I mean, it's like, I, it, it will blow my mind if any of those Foreman kids, like, ever grew up to be, like, a cool-ass nigga that's, like, I don't even know what they would have to do to convince me they're cool. But I could never see, like, damn, bro, George Foreman I mean, IV was really dope in that Menace to Society 2 sequel. I mean, what I'm learning for real, for real, is that wasn't no cool niggas born before 1975. Mm, you don't think so? 
Nah, name one. Uh, when was Superfly born? <laughs> like, and I, that might have just been like a role he was playing. That might not you know have been the actual like, nigga. Yeah, ain't the actual he nigga might like even be lame. Name me a fly ass old nigga. You ain't even say your pops. Like that's how I know it's not real. Like, Hold on, bro. Give me a chance to say my dad. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Don't don't ever try to play me like that, bro. Larry Price Senior, nigga. What you talking what about, you bro? Mean, right? Yeah, what you mean, bro? Don't ever try to put me on blast like that. He listens to this, bro. My dad is the he's the one uh, cool dude that was born before then, bro. Oh, speaking of which, I told you Daniel Cat Price is ruining my life. Oh, I didn't give you the update. There's more. I meant to tell you last week. So after you know, after after he went full blown op and changed his picture, and I was lighting him up in the comments, I've officially been blocked from Daniel Cat Price's life. He I blocked have, you. He blocked me, bro. The and nigga man. that stole my account blocked bro, my real friend. Blocked your real homie, fam. And like, I'm that's I'm, out of pocket. I'm. It is out of pocket, but I'm not mad at him because that's the only way. That's the only way that that was gonna wreck. Because I was gonna be at it every day that I got. He's gonna be at it. If you did something, bro, like. I was gonna be at you, bro. Like you was, you was literally transforming the page. Like that's crazy. Like, and I really want to know if that's a real nigga. Like, if that's really him, that's nuts. And how did you get this page, bro? Like, this is actually kind of crazy, bro. Can I tell you something that's like hilarious to me? And I had a good laugh this past week. I was on the phone with my brother, right? <clears throat> me and him was chatting, catching up like we normally do, regular action. Me and my big bro chatting, and he was like, toward the end of the conversation, he gives me the, "Hey, man." Hey, call your dad, D. Oh. You know when somebody say it like that, you're like, oh, I got to call him right away. Something is up. I'm like, uh, I immediately got a little defensive. I'm like, hey, man, I talk to dad all the time. Like, I just got done texting him pictures of the kids. And mm-hmm. I send him pictures of the, uh, you know, we had Easter. I send him pictures of Cameron just the other day. Like, what you mean, call dad? Like, you know, you kind of take it like, you trying to say I don't talk to my dad? He was like, bro. He said, like, bro, just listen. Not text. Like, call your dad, man. I'm like, all right, I'll call him out. I mean, it like showed him my palms. Like, I submit, bro. I'll call him. Let me just call him. So I called my dad, like, immediately once we got off the phone, I called my dad, you know, check in, tap in. Like, bro, we, you know, everything good? So I'm checking in with my dad. He's happy to hear from me. We chatting about music and everything like we normally do. Great conversation. Toward the end of the conversation, he wires my brother in on the conversation. So now all three of us is on the phone chatting. Mm-hmm. My brother's like, oh, I didn't realize you on the phone, man. I'm glad you called dad. Like, you really listen to me, huh? I'm like, bro, of course I listen to you. Call, you say, call dad, I'm going to call dad. And he's like, yeah, man. You know, dad was tripping. Like, why you change your name on Facebook? I'm like, huh? <laughs> my dad thought for weeks that I changed my name from Lamar's to Daniel and changed my profile picture bro. with the like with some sort of like weird intent of like dodging my family or something. And I think over time of not talking to my dad, he was actually getting salty about it. No way. Facebook Daniel was ruining my actual real life, bro. Oh, like wow. once we realized what happened, me, my dad and my brother all had a good laugh. Like, hell no, like this is crazy. Like, but it's so silly. Like it was funny in the time, but then like after I hung up the phone and started thinking about it a little bit, like, damn, bro, like social media really like be like running our lives yeah, like, out here. I guess let's talk, you know, of course there's a deeper issue there. You know what I'm sure. saying? Because like if that's what you thought, nigga, call me. Just, why you ain't call me and just call that, me, bro? Yeah. Like I and like 
don't get me going, bro, because I can really get upset about this. This is another. Don't do this to my bro. Don't be talking about my dad on the show. No, no, I'm I'm gonna talk about my dad too. Fuck it. Again, this is going for all them niggas pre. Shout out to my dad, man. Yeah, shout shout out to all the fathers. You know, all dads. It's hard being a dad. I will, bro. I gotta tell my dad that more. Like, dog, I get it. It's hard as fuck being a dad. Hundred percent, dog, and nobody cares about the fathers. It's confusing. Being a dad is confusing as fuck. It is, and 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 I get all of that part, but like again, like it's you just can't. You just can't be so cool with uh, I'm sorry I ain't know no better kind and like you you can be and like again don't don't get me started but like them niggas is just bad communicators bro kind of long story short fam like again you'd rather formulate this whole thought in your brain for five weeks as this nigga is slowly transforming my Facebook page into his so now own. he want to be a white man oh now he don't want to take the name I gave him and he like, want to be a white man like what is going on out and there like, for, for real and like and maybe I don't know bro maybe maybe it's me maybe I'm the problem but like. If that was me, like again, I'd have to ask my dad, "Are you are you okay, bro?" Like, because it's it's borderline disrespectful for me from my angle for you to for you to like think that like. For, and and again, I say this all the time too, because I don't, I don't give a shit who you is, because my theory is before before you were whatever title you have now, parents included, you was your own person who made your own decisions, fucked up, right, wrong, righteous, whatever. So sure. screw all that. I'm yo underscore whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga, do right by me or don't. You know what I'm saying? So like, you could you could have called me and we could have communicated this and we could have figured this out versus you making this like whole very shit easily. Up. Yeah, you made this whole shit up in your head and like had had this nigga not told me to call you and I thought we was cool because we've been keeping up communications how we've been keeping up communications like and to come to find and, and not for, nigga if I wanted to cut y'all off I just cut y'all off I delete my Facebook page why do you think I would become a white man and troll the internet? Like, <laughs> why would I do that first? Yeah, why would I do that? But like. <clears throat> In totality, like you say, the, the issue is the niggas is non-communicative, for real, for real. They'll, they'll tell you they're doing all right, and they'll tell you all types of shit. You probably asked your dad 50 times since your page got hacked. You all right? Everything good? He told you, yeah. yeah you had to hear from your went. brother. That this nigga you know what's wild? changing up on him. Like, shout out to you, your You know, can I, can I be a little bit, like, transparent here, though? Like, I, I'm here to... All right, I might be divulging a little bit of personal shit, but I don't mind doing that here because we all family we here. Late. But sure. I... I play a big part in that because first, as you say, like our dads and dads historically aren't the best communicators. If you just by and large, right? Like we're not talking about no dad specifically, but by and large dads aren't really known as the communicators. Right. I personally, I might come on here and talk to you talk on a podcast. A lot of people that know me very well, know me as a communicator, but I don't necessarily think that's everybody. Like <clears throat> I do have people in my life that for whatever reason, they're like, I'm not the best at communicating with, right? Like I can come on here and tell you about my jack off hand and all of that shit. And it's fun. And we have a good time and I don't mind sharing with you and sharing with our audience. But I've also come on here and told you like, I got this relationship with my dad where it's like, there's such a, there's such a thick respect layer that I don't think I do the best job of letting him know who I am as an adult all the time. That's why I like come on here and tell you how much I respect you for having heavy conversations with your dad because mm-hmm. like you'll tell me about how you and your dad had to have it out and you know, I had to get some shit straight and you told him how you felt as a man. And I'm like, damn, bro, like you kind of like a superhero to me because like I can't see myself doing it. And it, I don't think that makes me no punk or nothing like that. I right. think the dynamics of right. our relationship are just different. Like our 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 relationship dynamics are weird. 
I get that, but for me, you know what I'm saying, personally, it's a it's the, it's the cancer theory. Like, you either say something or you don't, and you tuck it down Push until it, down it becomes cancer. cancer. And, like, a, a, another part of that is, like, the, the relationship is too important to me to just kind of let the shit go by. Now, at this, right at this point, that. at this point, I'm, my meter, I'm at, my meter is almost full if I don't give a fuck. And I, you know what I'm saying? I hate to be like that, but, like, at, on, on the, and again, same thing that you kind of said, like, I'm, I'm probably not the greatest in, in real time all the time, but like, I, again, I, I like to think I'm communicative and I'm very like, I, I get my point across whenever, as par- particularly when I'm having conversations with my dad or anybody, like, I just, I like could be I better say, when it comes to my parents, I'm really I'm bad sure, at communicating. And I'm sure, but like, I, I just think anybody who talks to me, like if they were to ask me a real question, I think that, I don't think they think they're getting some, some bullshit or some fluff out of me. Like I'm going to do my best to answer the question. You know what I'm saying? And, and give you the information I think you need. You know what I'm saying? I might not divulge everything, but like I'm not, I'm just not gonna cheat nobody who I have a real relationship with. You know what I'm saying? And like sure. that that I guess that's kind of my stance with it. Because again, nigga, I, I I I we text each other 50 times in five weeks, and you chose not to say anything to me about that. And it's bothering you. Like, are you kidding me? Like, just don't please speak to me. Yeah, just don't nothing else, just please speak to me. Can I ask you this just like on some real shit? Like, if you was to grade yourself. Uh, how much filter that you say that you put on yourself at any given time? Like, I know we all like to say, I ain't got no filter, dog. But, like, you can't go around at your job just, like, talking raw, dog, without a bag. Like, how much filter would you say that you ever put on yourself, Max, about something that's important to you? Uh, I mean, for me, it's all about relationship. Like I say, my boss yeah. is cool. So, like, I, my filter kind of be off with him. You know what I'm saying? The same way I talk to you here is the same way I talk to him. Like, but even gotta, on here, like we still got like a little five percent tent on our I shit. Mean, like you yeah, wouldn't you say that we have five percent tent? Yeah, we just protect the innocent most of the times. Like we tell you, there you go. But that's still some filter, though. Yeah, but like you got to be that way. You know what I'm saying? Like again, this, right, right, that's like what I'm that, for for me, it's cool. Like you say in the in the in the example of work because like I separate. You know what I'm saying? Like work is okay. not my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I'm I'm me at work and then I'm me at home, which is not a great. Different. It's not that different. Yeah, it's not. It's not that great a different in particular. Like I said, I work from home. I don't got to be in the office with these niggas, so I don't got to put on the fake smile in front of niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, sure. it's a different aspect to it. But um, like even I don't. I think I think I just when we were kids looking at like thirty year olds and mid thirties and shit, like it seemed like they had it all the way together. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like they, they just feel like they got life figured out and they're just yeah, definitive. Like, pillars in our society and really they just other motherfuckers yeah, and it's, it it's not it's not even really about an age though even now that i'm saying it out loud it's more about experiences and i think once you've mm. experienced enough shit in life like that's where you really become the adult so like now when i speak to my parents i am an adult you know what i'm saying like maybe three or four years ago i was still your child sure i ain't even gonna lie You're to a you whole adult may, may 22nd 2020 i wasn't your kid no more I got married. I got a whole wife. Like I'm always gonna be your child, but you can't keep talking to me. You know what My I'm saying? My like, priorities over here. Like this yeah, is yeah. So like one we we here. are we are able to have an uh, an adult parent child relationship, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, See, even in what you said though, because what you said is a great point. But like to me, even in what you said about like you know you looked at thirty something year olds when you were young and you thought all these motherfuckers had it figured out. Like doesn't that still lend to the point in like? You know, with my dad as an example, not trying to just harp on him, but like he can get some shit wrong too sometimes, even though that's my dad and I look at him as a pillar and he's supposed to just call me and ask me, you know, like, hey, bro, why you turn into a white man on Facebook? It would have been great if you just called me and asked me that. But 
he can get it wrong sometimes too because bro i get it wrong as a dad at 40 right now like i know this past weekend that something i wrote down to talk about and we can segue into that here in a second mm-hmm. but i got some examples of some shit i am currently getting it wrong right now with my kids and i know i'm getting it wrong and i'm trying to do something about it but again we'll have to tell that story here in a second for you to grade me on that mm-hmm. and tell me what you think but like Again, like, do you think that that should be afforded some sort of grace where, like, they might be our parents, but they just other I mean, people trying to figure it out, too? I mean, and, and you're right, but I but I guess at a certain point in time, you also know your parents. And I guess you, for me, I get the gauge was goofy and was not goofy. And if you act goofy, that. then I get the grade you on that scale. Because even at your standards, this is goofy, right? Is yeah. what you're saying. Like, even though I know yeah. you and I know that you ain't perfect, yeah. even outside even, of the standards you have set for yourself and like, me, like, this is out of... Yeah, and like again to, to to filter it up and not to get too deep, but like the, the the problem now is that the communication is not coming back, and I've and I've I've repeated myself too many times, so now I'm just not involved. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you when, when you when you want to figure it out or when you want to talk about it, you know where I'm at. Yeah, no, nah, I feel that. I, again, I, I thought the thing with like the Facebook thing, I just it was funny to me, but again, I agree with you on like yeah. you know if you'd have called me, we could have got that straight. Now, and it just to me because I think you're saying the same thing I'm saying. To me, it just kind of hurt for a second. Like, damn, our dad went like salty at me for a significant amount of time when we could have got that cleared right up. You know what I'm saying? I never did I mean, no shit like that. Like, I'm not going to notify you that I'm divorced from my wife over Facebook. You. Yeah, if your brother made it a point to tell you to call your father because you're probably kind of a white man on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would never. Like, if I was to turn into a white man, I wouldn't declare it on Facebook first. Like I would at least give y'all a YouTube video to share, like and subscribe to, bro. But I, look, th- this is why. Like I, I guess maybe, maybe I'm scared of my dad, so I want to shoot him some bail, or maybe I empathize at how hard being a dad is. Whatever percentages of the yeah, potion not, you want to mix together, not saying it's easy. And like that, that's a common misconception just in the world and in our culture yeah. in general. Because I'm saying something about something that you might not have been the greatest at doesn't diminish everything. Don't mean I got the answers, you, right? I mean, yeah, don't mean I got the answers, but it doesn't diminish everything. And I think people get lost in that. And it's like, yeah, that's and maybe true. maybe I just be QA in life because that's my job now. So maybe I don't separate my life. But like. <laughs> Like it all goes, I, I said, it's all about relationships. You know what I'm saying? And if yeah. you, if you are not nurturing your relationships, you know what I'm saying? And like, I just have, I have several relationships with people that have never altered since I've started them. My relationship with you, my relationship nah, with your wife, it has not changed. my relationship with my sisters, my relationship with my, you know what I'm saying? These relationships have not changed. And like, if you change, if you change on me, then that's just what you did, and good that, luck. that speaks to your consistency, though. Yeah, I mean, you a double stuff nigga through and through, through and through. That might that might require a pause. That might require a pause, but we'll skip it for now. But I, here's what I want you to grade me on on some father shit since we here, right? Okay, we all know that my daughter has hydrocephalus and she has a shunt, right? I was explained this before, but I'll explain it again in case y'all hop around on y'all's episodes. My wife, my daughter gets water on the brain. If you was born in the nineties, we, they called it waterhead back then, but they have solved waterhead and you can get these devices in your, in your head. That'll suck the water off of your brain and pump it into your stomach where it can be peed out and digested. And you don't have to have waterhead like waterhead Tony back in the nineties. 
1990s in Columbus because you lived in Columbus, you know who Waterhead Tony is, or you've heard the the tall tales about Waterhead Tony. You are a good and terrible person, I promise. You're a great guy. Am I just not explaining it as a podcast no, host? I'm just trying to explain things. I know what you're talking about. I don't care if they do <laughs> Okay. So that's what my daughter has. Love her to death. I'm only making funny. I have a non-funny situation. That's how I deal with things. But so we know she has this. I know she has this. I did the months with her. My wife did the months with her in the NICU. We know she has this thing. But she does so well, and she's living her life so beautifully that we forget she has it. So- I forgot that the doctor told us years ago, hey, you know, she's probably going to be fine, but she will need to use the bathroom like a lot. Like, especially when she starts to become like a grade school ager, she'll have to go to the bathroom like a lot and just maybe tell her teachers that ahead of time that she has hydrocephalus. So when she asks for the hall pass a lot, they won't think she's smoking in the bathroom because he actually has to use the bathroom. Like <laughs> they that's what they think. She's told. vaping in the stalls. Yeah, like you don't. Yeah, you probably want to give your teachers a heads up because oh, she yeah. will have to use the bathroom a lot. She's more prone to having accidents when she's learning how to potty and just shit like that, right? So we go through all of that, and fast forward seven years later, whenever we go and have like daddy daughter day or family day out the house, and we're driving an hour away to Albuquerque to go have some fun and shit. My daughter has the biggest habit of like, if we go to a restaurant, as soon as the food comes out, she always has to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. As soon as we're doing something that's like the height, of, the height of the pleasurable experience. If I take my daughter to go get ice cream, I'll grab my cup at the frozen yogurt spot that you know that I love. I'll grab her cup. Baby, what flavor you want today? I want chocolate, daddy. I'll pull the chocolate lever for her, hand her her cup. I'll pull the vanilla lever for me, grab my cup. I'll put my Reese's peanut butter cup toppings on it. Mm-hmm. I'll get her gummy bears that she wants. We'll get all the way to the counter. We'll weigh the cups. I'll pay the lady. I'll get the spoon, give her a spoon, grab 16 napkins. We'll sit down on the chairs. And as soon as I sit in the chair, what the fuck you think she's going to say? She got to go to the bathroom. I got to pot. She got to go to the bathroom. And like my knee jerk reaction, like 40% of the time, not every time, but like 40% of the time, as soon as she says it, I'm like, God damn it. Like, this always. <laughs> like, I react so poorly. She shakes a little bit when I do it. <laughs> like, like, and I, when it happens, Wes, when I do it, I know it's wrong. As soon as my, it's a knee jerk reaction that I can't help. As soon as we sit down and have ice cream, I swear to God, Wes, as soon as the cups hit the table, she'll be like, Daddy. And then, when she looks at me, she'll be literally physically holding her knees together. Like, she's going to piss herself right now if you don't take her. And she'll look at me as soon as I take my first bite of ice cream and say, Daddy, I got to go to the body. Now, mind you, me and you both live in the Southwest, right? Mm. If you live in Ohio and listen to this podcast, this might not be that big of a deal to you. But y'all got to understand, we live in the Southwest. We live where Breaking Bad exists. Mm-hmm. So all the bathrooms in our region of the country have what? Meth heads in them. So they have locks on them. <laughs> so you can't just rush your baby to the bathroom and throw oh, their ass on the stall like a football. You gotta like you have to stop at the counter, get somebody's attention, get the big block with the paddle on it, or you got to get some sort of combination to put on the door to get the... It's a whole big fucking ordeal all while my ice, like while my $18 ice cream is melting. melting every away. fucking time she tells me she got to go potty. My reaction is a knee jerk. God damn it. Every fucking time. Like, and I know this is my baby and I love my baby and I know she loves her daddy. And I just want her to know, I don't mean it, 
But in those first few seconds, I absolutely mean it. And I don't know what to do about this. Like, I have to kick this habit because one day this is going to, like, be a big deal and I'm going to probably traumatize my daughter. But what am I supposed to do about this? A part, I mean, a part, of, a part of kids' DNA is definitely to be inconvenient as fuck. Um, so that's intact. At all times. That's, de- that's definitely intact. Um, and, and it is a knee-jerk reaction because actually when you were saying it, like, I slapped my knee actually before I got up. Like, God, uh, God damn it. Like, because that is the reaction. Like, that's the reaction that I got as a kid when I did shit like that. So that's the only reaction that I know to give the kids. I don't think you're traumatizing your child. I think you're just, like, learning her. A little bit about you know what i'm saying like com- for real about com- like maybe this and like of course like if you got to use the bathroom you got to use the bathroom but like nothing you can do about that yeah there's nothing you can do about that but like the the you got that's what it is the the knee-jerk goddamn reaction is your frustration of not figuring this out after so many fucking times because that's really bro. what it is at this point now bro when you walk into these places to the bathroom Swear to God, bro, it, it, it's gotten to the point where sometimes I'm proactive enough to like, if we go to the mall, as yeah. soon as we get in the, in the mall and we walk toward the like the bathroom corridor, I'll turn around like, baby, you need to go to the bathroom? And she'll no. give me a definitive no, no. Yeah, no, see, this is- Baby, you see. sure you don't want to go to the bathroom? See. No, sometimes I'll make her go anyway, though. I was about to say- Sometimes see, me, I'll just sit see. a little black ass on the let toilet me, and make her go. Let me teach you something right here, right? Because that's- You don't even ask, you just take them. The moms don't ask, bro. The moms would be like, hey, go to the bathroom because it's right there. Uh, We're here right right now. There is no opportunity to say no, I don't have to because kids say that. And so you send them to the bathroom. A whole two liter piss come out. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Crazy. So, like, yeah, that's why dads are very, very nice. Dads would be like, hey, babe, you gotta. Do you need to, princess? Hey, princess, do you think you need to piddle? Yeah, some, yeah, some about moms, they'd be like, I know how pussies work on little girls. They'd be like, (laughs) uh, you gotta go to the bathroom. I might bleep that out because that's a bad (laughs) thing. I was gonna say that is wild. I I might gotta. (laughs) Wait, what? 112. 112. That was wild. That one. <laughs> Our first real edit of the show. Hey, it will be episode 187, bro. They're going to kill us for that. It's out of here, bro. They're never going to hear that. That's got to go. Bro, but it's wild. You're right, though. You can't give them the opportunity because, like, so many times, Cameron has looked me stone dead face. She's even giving me the dab. Please don't stop my fun and make me do this face. Like, please, you're killing me with this bathroom shit. I got to kill you. I got to kill you. I'm sorry. But I, I do feel like mm. if I keep doing this long enough, she's going to be like 19 or 20 screaming at me like how I've always like put ice cream over her and I never really cared about her. Like if she's going to have like some emo hair dye in her hair and some big ass black boots in sure, 90 degree hate, weather. Yes, and it's going to be all my fault. Life. Yeah, she's never going to like ice cream. I, I hate those fucking gummy bears. Yeah, because you, you never know what's going to scar your kids, bro. Like you never know what the one thing is. That's like, going to be that they're going to hang on to. Again, you got to you got to show kids some of your mannerisms and some of your moves too. Because bro, I don't even I do know what pissed me off. I was downstairs playing the game when I got back from picking the kids up, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't stop these niggas on third down. They kept running this bullshit ass screenplay that I couldn't get stopped. <laughs> Look at you bro. getting mad at the AI. Yeah, so it so it pissed me off, right? And right like at the same moment that it pissed me off, and I was kind of fed up and shit. Jackie walked in the room and she seen that I was frustrated. She came over. She was like, "I'm gonna give you a hug, friend." She was like. You need to calm down. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you need those words of advice from you. Listen to the kids, bro. I do need to calm down. Yeah, so while you down. did you turn to her and be like, so are you gonna listen to me next time I tell you to go to the bathroom? Nah, I I just did what I expect them to do and I just said, okay. 
Yeah, bro, being a dad is fucking hard, bro. Did you see that? Okay, so like I get like a lot of advertisements on my YouTube and shit like that, my algorithm. And I saw a commercial recently for a new dating app for like the 18th fucking, I don't know why there's so many fucking dating apps now. Like I thought it was just like Tinder and Bumble, but apparently there's a category for everything. Like if you're a Christian that only likes wearing hard bottom shoes, this dating app is for you. Or like if you're a black man that only likes bitches with single braids, like then this app is for you. They all bank on like an imaginary stat for real, for real. They all bank on mm. being like the real app where you can get connected with people. Where you find real love. Yeah, real man. love, okay? Or like, well, I, like bro, they gotta... I like the one. Which app is it? The the app that is designed for you to delete. I was like, no, that. Yeah, this one is the one for like when you're tired of this dating yeah, app shit. Yeah, this, this is the one is, that you should intend on getting rid of. the app you download when you want to delete the app. And I was like, that's pretty good. This is the last app you're going to have in your phone. Like, dog, relax. But they got a new one called Stir. That is just, this is targeted at single parents. I heard And it got me to thinking like, how much segregating as the number one segregation podcast on the internet, like how much segregating do dating apps need these days? Like, goddamn, what is happening out there in the dating world where if you're on Tinder trying to fuck bitches and shit like, "Uh uh-uh, nigga, you got two kids. What you doing on Tinder? Like, why you can't just go on any of the dating apps if you got kids? Is that really a thing where they don't want you on certain apps? Or is nah, it like having kids as a single parent I mean, makes you like in a certain file cabinet for dating? Like, what the fuck is that about? I mean, that's just them knowing their demographic. They want parents. Like, because because you are you automatically assume that parents can relate to parents. So, like, you weeding out all that other bullshit if you don't got kids. Because if I get on a dating app with somebody, and baby, I do want to just, I'm on that dating app because I want to smash you that night. But you can't accept the fact that you have to wait till my children go to sleep, nigga, before you come over here. And over here on the parent app, I don't have to deal with that. Like, I told this nigga, hey, my kids be down by 10, pull up at 11. He was like, I'll be there. Like, it was no... Oh, no I see what you're saying, because that, that cuts yeah. out. That cuts a little bit of the uh, the weirdness of saying, hey, uh, we can hang out, but we can only do it after 10 o'clock. And then yeah, now you think, like, oh, so that like, mean we're going to fuck every time I come over here? Like, no, nah, I don't necessarily mean that. You just got to understand right away that I got kids. And mm-hmm. I think if you're dealing with maybe a 24-year-old that don't get that, then maybe there could be some mixed signals. I can see how that could be beneficial. And I think most niggas is dumb, too. Like, fucking stats and history in the world shows that most of these niggas don't be taking care of their babies. But us dumbass niggas be like, shit, these niggas be, she got a good baby dad. He probably got the babe. I can go over there and smash tonight. Like, no, nigga, she has her kids. See, they're over there. That's why yeah, you they met her on this. Yeah, they live there. Bro, it, it, it boggles my, man, I don't want to get into nothing too deep right here at the end of the show. But like, just talking about single parents and shit like that and talking about being a dad and kind of getting into parenting mode at the end of the show here, like, it did kind of get my mind to thinking about, because I was having this conversation with my wife a few weeks ago about, like, people being separated from their kids and mom and dad custody and shit like that and my sister, what she's going through and all of that, not to get into her personal business, but just separating when you have kids and shit and who gets the kids and mm-hmm having to see your kids when you can see them or on the weekends or, or agreements when it comes to split custody and just all of that shit, all of that shit under an umbrella. And I ain't going to lie. Like, I know I got a certain level of privilege when it comes to like me and my wife, you know, have a great marriage and everything's fine. And I live with my kids. And like, sometimes my mind does wonder and think about mm-hmm. all the niggas out there that love their kids. Like I love my kids. And even though I yell at my daughter about ice cream, sometimes like I couldn't imagine not waking up in the same house as her. Right. And I know a lot of motherfuckers that have that situation probably was like, like me one day, like nigga, I couldn't imagine it either till it happened to me. And then you just got to do, do what you got to do and deal right. with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, 
not a whole lot of shit necessarily terrifies me, but the mm-hmm. thought of not being in the house with my kids kind of terrifies. Yeah, and I, I, and I heard somebody else talk about this earlier too. And again, we're not gonna get too deep, but like I think, I think the, I think because that factors into your level of commitment, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. That's how because, I can never get put out the house because you gotta fight me out this, if, babe. If you're listening to get me out the house when you gotta fight me out this bit, I probably I shouldn't my, say that I on tell record. My wife all the time. To, both people got to sign them papers. Not I. Everybody. Like, yeah, everybody <laughs> Guess who ain't got a pen on them? Well, won't be me. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, I just think, I don't even remember what I was saying, but like ultimately, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas nig and they don't do what they supposed to do. And you just got, if, if that comes down to it, you got to deal with the situation that you got to deal with. But again, because that's, that was a part of the foundation that y'all set so long ago. And it's been, you know what I'm saying? A, a prominent thing. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all had kids the entire time that y'all have been married. So it's not like y'all really know how to deal without the kid factor piece being in there. So it's always mm-hmm. something, something to consider. Um, and I think, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if you move in that vein, you know what I'm saying? If you cover it in the blood of Jesus, then it keeps you out of, it keeps you out of a lot of those situations that you shouldn't be in for real, for real. And like, again, like if, if 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 all options are exhausted and it comes down, you know what I'm saying to that having to be a thing, then it, you know it is what it is. So that shit is scary because like, you, you can have like the rug it. pulled out from under you. Like you could live for years and years and years, like having this full understanding. You feel like you know your babe inside mm-hmm. out. She feel like she know you inside out, and then boom, some shit could just change, and she ain't fucking with you no more. And I know that it's kind of easy to say that, and that's not really how shit should work. Mm-hmm. But you do hear stories of motherfuckers telling it like that, like bro, we was good, and then one day she just flipped on me and took the kids, and it was over. But it's like, oh, but if I asked her, would it be more like, hey, this nigga been checked out for seven years and he been on some bullshit, and finally I got tired of it? Like, there's just so many. Like we was talking about with the fighting with your with your babe, right? Like, mm-hmm. if she decides she don't want to fight with you, like you said, it takes two people to sign the papers. Like you gotta fighting takes two. So she ain't fighting with you and she's literally just packing up all your kids' army, man, and getting the fuck out the house. Like, as a man, you really legally can't even stop her. Like, you can't even grab her forearm yeah. and keep her from leaving the house because that's just your reality now. Nah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if shit get down to that point, y'all y'all missed several communication buses and y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, mm-hmm. at, and that's, that's what a lot of people don't reckon, like, regardless of whatever situation is, particularly when it's kids involved, like, you got to get the communication piece together, like. And 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 again, there's two. There's also two sides of communication, and that's the part that motherfuckers always miss out on, for real, for real. Like, there's the speaking part, but then there's the listening part. And like, mm-hmm. if you're not listening to what a motherfucker speaking, and you don't understand what's essentially being asked of you, or what's being asked of you to understand, then what the fuck are we talking for? Like, and not bro. for nothing. That's kind of that's kind of where I feel like I am, and you know, kind of situation that we talked previously at. Like, bro, I feel like I'm exhausted with saying. I feel like I'm being very clear as to what the fuck I'm saying, and it's like you're not. Your your movements is not showing me that you you re, you respect how you know what I'm saying like it just, it don't align with what I got going on so versus you know what I'm saying raging against the motherfucking machine I'll just remove myself and I'll see you when I see you that's it and we will see y'all on the next one this has been the dipped in butter program we appreciate y'all listening to our podcast and sorting through our thoughts and listening to us in real time figure it out my name is Cat uh, you can check this show out each and every Tuesday wherever podcasts are found consumed I actually googled us today at work because I was kind of showing one of my co-workers that you can google us and you know who listens to us and checks us out and uh, we are still googleable so if you just make sure you put the program at the end after you put the dipped in butter it will not give you recipes and you'll be good to go <laughs> oh you were done there that's cool um <laughs> 
It's your boy, Wes, no T, and all that other shit that you know me for, because I don't feel like saying it today. Uh, most important thing, fuck with me, dude. Yes, sir. And like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And hey, man, if you got a little problem with one of your relatives turning white on their social media, just, just give them a call. Like, it's fine. You can have a good laugh about it. It's not that big a deal. People turn white every day, B. It's fine. Uh, I, I agree 100%. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on that a little bit. So rule number one is you already know, tell a friend and tell a friend. Um, but if your little problem happens to be a bird um, that comes into your garage, just watch your toes. Um, and rule number two, mind your motherfucking business. Uh-uh, what is that? We'll catch y'all next week. We know you want more, so come back next week and get dipped.